0: To this episode of the Toffee Blues Opposition View, as always, I'm Max, and finally, after what seemed like a never-ending international break, the Blues are finally back in action at Goodison Park this weekend, coming up against the newly promoted Cardiff City. I sat down and talked to Ben James from the View from the Ninian podcast, which is a you know a Cardiff City fan website and podcast, just to talk about. Cardiff City promotion from the Championship to the Premier League last season, uh, the start to life in the Premier League this season so far, uh, what he expects, which was quite surprising to me, um what to expect from Cardiff from a tactical standpoint uh, from the game this weekend, and just to round off, he, he gave his thoughts on Everton so far this season, which was really nice to hear. And um, hopefully, you enjoyed the interview. So. Finally, after what seemed a never-ending international break, club football is finally back on the weekend. Everton have got Cardiff City at home. I'm joined by Ben James of View from the Ninian, which is the Cardiff City podcast and website. Um, ben, just to start off, as it, as it seems topical, as I've just mentioned, we're coming back for the international break and an Everton player seemed to have got um, been caught up on camera, obviously uh, on loan at Stoke, Ashley Williams, on <laughs> international duty with Wales. He, um Got overhead calling Cardiff City fans mugs. Um yeah. To me, soft, playful, but just to get your interpretation of that. Th- any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think so. It kind of split. So the guys from the view from me, you know, it split us down the middle a little bit. I think some of the guys were kind of uh, saw it as offensive and a kind of out of line, and I just saw it as what it was. I think it was a bit of banter between the players. I think you know he's he's a former Swansea player. He was their captain for however many years and kind of led them to the the Premier League. So he's obviously got his allegiances, and I think. There's a lot of Cardiff. Um, there was a lot of Cardiff staff involved in the in the um, the Wales well setup, and I think the, it was the, the, the physio Sean Connolly who he said, "Look at these Cardiff fans looking, looking like mugs or whatever." And um, there was another video a couple of days later of um, Sean Connolly doing a swim away back to him, which is our thing for Swansea fans. So I think it's all it's all playful banter. I just think he's you know he's a bit naive to say it in the tunnel when he knows cameras are going to be around. And I think it was a bit a bit stupid of him to say it. But I'm not I'm not going to take any offence. Been a really good leader for Wales on the pitch. He took us to Euro twenty sixteen and led us to the semi finals So I can't, you know, I am not going to let one little silly comment undo all that. Really,
0: fair play. Yeah. Signed, obviously, yeah. signed off the uh, signed to Everton off the back of that Euro twenty sixteen. And however, stupidity and naivety is, is something that us Evertonians would associated with. Ashley Williams, given his last few yeah. performances with us, out says he. Just to move on to Cardiff, then um, just just a quick run through of, of the standings. Eighteenth place, played twelve. One two drawn two lost eight a goal difference of minus fourteen. Um, despite that though, that obviously last time out before the international break you picked up that two one win against Brighton. Yeah. Um, the goals come from Callum Patterson sobamba, Are you confident that obviously you know it, it, there has been a, a you know a lengthy break, but are you confident that that form can continue?
1: I think so. I think you know as a as the season you know we start the season with a, a loss against Bournemouth, but I made a couple of. Decent performances where we drew against Huddersfield and Newcastle, where we should have won, and then I think the, it was the Arsenal game that was kind of um, the game where we, we we played really well. You know, we we pushed Arsenal to the limits, and I think they they scored two really good goals to win the game three two. And I think you know we got, we couldn't complain that we lost, but I think there was positivity there. And I think the Fulham game and the Brighton game, particularly the last couple of games where we've won and we think that points, were really good performances. And I think we've we started the season perhaps a bit slowly, but as the season's got on, we look relatively solid. We're playing good football. A few of the players that um, weren't there at the start of the season, like Aaron Gunnison, have come in. Josh Murphy's kind of really settling into the Premier League really well, and I think we've just got a, a good side. And I think you can, you know, you look at the table. Yeah, we're in 18th, but I honestly don't think we expected to be 18th. I think we expected to be 20th at this stage. And I think you know the fact that we're 18th with a couple of wins under our belt against teams around us and near us, I think is is uh, you know it's it's cause for positivity.
0: Fair shouts. Obviously, that was something that we, we were discussing off camera. Is the, yeah. the expectations is something that I, I really want to kind of get an idea of from Cardiff, the Cardiff's perspective. Because if you look at the other promoted sides that have come up, you know, Fulham and Wolves, the investment that have gone into their squad compared to Cardiff <laughs> is huge. So yeah. if you compare the expectations. So... You know, obviously I've, I've heard had some wolves fans looking you know they want to push maybe a mid-table finish and then look at you know building on that and going into Europe but from uh from a Cardiff perspective obviously you got that second place finish last season in in the championship championship I didn't watch Cardiff a whole lot I must admit last season I caught um I think it was the cup game against Manchester City where uh, I, I remember pep Guardiola was a bit cross about the uh, the physicality of the of the Cardiff side yeah. and they watched watch the the quite dramatic game actually against Wolves where there were those two late penalties which are unfortunately blue but just to paint the picture of what what Cardiff fans expect coming into this season in the Premier League obviously you know it, it's been a while yeah I think it's, it's really odd because I
1: think there's there's kind of last season no one expected us to go up so let's you know if we look at that we finished second and you know even when we were second and clear of Fulham. There were a lot of pundits who were thinking that Fulham were going to come and nick our place and take it from us, but we kind of we, st- we you know we held stead and we kind of stayed uh, came up. But I think this season, I don't. The expectation is, I think, it's just to, to be in the Premier League and just give it a go. You know, we spent, what, £40 million, I think, in the summer. Um, well, not even that, actually. About £30 million on on four players. And we got Harry Arthur and Victor Camarasa in on loan. And I think when the expectation was raised uh, somewhat, but when you look at Fulham and Walls, and a lot of our fans were unhappy, perhaps, that we didn't spend as much money as them. But I think we, we were never going to do that because we want to build upon the Premier League season as, as a as a founding base. You know, like I think we look at Burnley and what Burnley did. Burnley came up, didn't spend too much money, went down, but kept the core of their squad together and came back up and have kind of cemented themselves in the Premier League. And I think, you know, most fans would probably accept that we're probably going to get relegated this year. I think, when you when clubs like Fulham and Wolves are spending 100 million, but not just spending that money, they're buying people like Sari, who has been linked with Barcelona, and Wolves have signed Gian Martino, who is, you know, he's been linked with every big every big club in Europe over the last sort of five seasons. That changes things dramatically. But I think you know we're we're ahead of Fulham. I think we're. You Know we're giving teams like Burnley a go, there's teams like Southampton who aren't any better than us. You know, there's sort of five or six teams down there who can get relegated, and I think that's given us more cause for cheer now. I think most of us would accept that we're going to get relegated this season, but I actually think we we might, you know, get four or five wins against the teams around us, we might put them into trouble and kind of maybe even sneak staying up, sneak yeah. that sort of 17th place.
0: Certainly, that, that'd be a cause yeah. for optimism. Um, just from yeah. a, a team news and tactical standpoint, obviously, um a team managed by Neil Warnock is not going yeah. to be heralded as playing beautiful football um, I've got I've got down here a 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one approach. Could you just give us a, a you know a ta- tactical of idea what to expect from Cardiff this weekend? Yeah,
1: of course. So I think we we kind of do play a 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one, but it kind of changes sometimes between to be like a 4-3-3 three, three, perhaps even sometimes a 4-4-2 four, four, like I think when we attack and when we defend we kind of line up in a different way. I think when we defend we kind of line up in a 4-4-2 four, four, almost. There's two banks of four with two strikers up front who are quick to get on the ball. But then I think when we attack, we definitely get wide. We play it wide with Josh Murphy, and it's either Kadeem Harris or um, who else has been playing on the wing? Victor Camarasa kind of plays on the wing as well. I think with this weekend and the team we're going to have out, I think Gunnarsson is going to play, and Aaron Gunnarsson kind of screens the defence. So he's kind of a very simple defensive midfielder. And then I think Harry Arter is going to be back as well, which is good news because he's just so energetic and he'll tackle anything that moves. And I think that's really important for then freeing up people like Camarasa, who's this uh, Spanish lad we got from Betis on loan, who is probably the best footballer in our team. He, you know, he picks a pass, he can, he never loses the ball, and he plays really well. And I think then that frees up when we've got up top Murphy, Patterson, and it'll probably be Kadeem Harris again, if not Kadeem Harris, Bobby Reed. And I think you know Josh Murphy is an old-fashioned winger. He gets, it, he gets you down the line, either puts a cross in or takes a shot. And then we've got Callum who who's turned himself into a goal machine this season. So um, it, it, it's quite a fluid formation, which is interesting that you say that, we, you know, we're with the Warnock side, we don't pass it around too much and that kind of thing. We don't, but I think against Brighton in the last game, when they were down to 10 men, we actually did that a bit more. We kind of held possession. I think we had 60% possession in the end. We almost did 600 passes, which is basically double what we normally do. So I think the, the, the worm is turning somewhat.
0: Well, you, you mentioned someone that I want to move on to now, and it, it kind of epitomises tactical flexibility. Um, yeah, I, I saw a tweet that kind of made me do a double take, and I, I couldn't quite believe it. That obviously, I, I saw a Match of the Day, he got that goal against Brighton, and he he busted busted out a few funky moves in in celebration. Yeah. And then for the international break, he he kept a clean sheet at right back for yeah. Scotland. Um, I, I was doing some research. He, he said he'd been at Cardiff since June of two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. How long has he been, you know, such a utility man, Callum Patterson?
1: It's really hard to say. I don't. He came in as a right back, and we were expecting this kind of marauding right back who gets up and down the pitch, but you know, is a defender primarily. But for whatever reason, Warnock, when he played him, he just put him in midfield as a, a defensive midfielder, and then Patson. For whatever reason, unbeknownst to anyone else, was just getting into the box and getting goals. I think he scored in his debut. I think last season, the end of the season, sort of nine or ten goals. And like, you know, not not particularly. Some of them weren't particularly good goals, but he hit a couple of really nice volleys. He was getting on the end of crosses. I think he's got a real attacking instinct, and I think that's where his goals are coming from this season. I think he he played his first game up front against Burnley, and I think he won twenty four headed aerial duels which is the most any player has ever won in a game or since about 2002. Mm-hmm. So, he, And he was, I think, challenging for about 30, 35 headers in that game, so he's really good in the air, he wins the ball. But then he's got a knack of just being on the end of a cross, and I think it's it's astonishing, really, that he is going to Scotland and playing at right back, and he'll come back to Cardiff this weekend and play up front, and I think it just he's, he's a young lad, I think he's, what, 23, 24, he's I think he's just really willing to do his bit for the team, and I think that's why he's ended up up front, but I think if he was up front and not playing well, then fine, but he's doing a really good job. He's keeping our strikers out of the team, which says a lot about him, really, that he's he's got something about him.
0: Yeah, obviously, as far as danger man are concerned, he'd probably be the, the first man on my lift. and you, you mentioned there, he's keeping players out of the team. Um, junior Hoylitz, one that I just wanted to ask you about, because I remember a, a few years back, obviously, he played for Blackburn, played for QPR, and... Yeah, on two different occasions, for once for Blackburn, one for QPR. You know, I think he scored a really good goal against Everton for QPR, and he, he I think he won a few. I think he won two penalties, or one penalty mm-hmm. game for Blackburn against Everton. What's gone on with Julia Hoyle? Because I saw he scored quite a few goals for you last season, and yeah. hasn't been getting in the starting eleven. I don't
1: really know. It's hard to say. So we we signed him when Warnock came in about eighteen months ago, two years ago. Um, he was one of Warnock's first signings. Came in, had a bit of a slow start to the season, but then last year he was. You know, he was, I think he got 13 or 14 assists, 10 or 11 goals, was probably our key man in terms of our creativity. We looked like we were going to lose him this summer because he needed to sign a new contract and there was a bit of wrangling about that, but he signed a new deal and stayed. But he just hasn't kicked on this season. I think when you've got players like Josh Murphy, who is so. I think there's a, there's a difference between Josh Murphy and Junior Hoylet, is that Josh Murphy, when he takes a pass, he runs onto it and keeps the ball moving and just carries on with the ball, while Junior Hoylett slows the game down a little bit and like takes a touch and. And I think what's happened is, is, just he's been surpassed by Josh Murphy's kind of a, a bit more attacking intent. I think you know, I think Hoylett's still a good player, but I just don't, I don't see him as first choice this season. I think Warnock has kind of lost his faith in him a little bit, really, which is sad because he was so good last year.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, as as you mentioned, I, I caught a bit of Josh Murphy for Norwich last year, and he certainly seems like a danger man um, yeah, come, come, coming up against us this this weekend. Um, just obviously. I, I can't deny it, Everton. Are, you know we're in good form at the minute. We've really yeah. kind of, you know, we found our groove under Marco Silva now. Um, just, just to fire a, a few stats at yeah, obviously Last time Everton Everton played Cardiff was a good, a good some Was the two one in the two thousand and thirteen fourteen season? I remember it very well. I was there. Yeah. Seamus Coleman in the last minute. I remember that absolutely broke Cardiff fans' hearts because yeah. it was really late on. Um, you have to go back to December 1926, the last time Everton were beat at home by Cardiff. Um, just to get your, your thoughts on Everton this season and um, a few comments on the game, uh, how you'd expect it to go? Yeah,
1: I mean, I always like Everton. I think you guys should be kind of batting above, you know, where you are in the table. I always think that you guys are on the verge of kind of becoming a, a better team than you are. And I think Marco Silva is the man who's going to do that for you. I think he's got some really good signings in. I, you know, I really like Bernardo. I really like um, Richarlison. I think Richarlison is at the moment probably one of the best players in the league just for pure kind of um ability. And he's he's backing up that price tag that he had. Um so I think, you know, I think I'm not coming into the game being confident. I'll be I'll be at Goodison Park on, on um Saturday. I'm looking forward to coming to the ground because I've never been to Goodison before. But I just don't you know, I think we're, we're a relatively solid team but I think you've got the kind of tools that will unpick us and I think we you know you've got Sigurdsson on kind of set pieces free kicks that we need to be wary of I think you've got good attacking intent and I just don't see how we're gonna come away with anything other than a loss on Saturday really.
0: So oh, if, if, it a, if it was to push it, you for a prediction would you be picking an Everton win?
1: Yeah I'd go Everton win and that's not I, I you know I, people might see that as pessimistic or whatever else but I just think it's realistic I think you guys are a better side than us. You've got a really good manager. I like Michael Silver a lot, and I think, like you say, he's got you kind of purring now. And I think, you know, you're only going to get better while we're we're still kind of finding our feet somewhat. And I just think it's, you know, maybe later in the season when you come to the CCS, when things are kind of, uh, you know, towards a more business end of the season, I wouldn't mind us thinking that we could get a win. But I just think at the moment we're we're we we're, we're not going to get a win on
0: fair enough ben it was great to talk to you mate I so yeah, wish to safe gone. travels for the for the game on the weekend just to to let the audience know where, where can we find your work and that mate
1: um so we've got a website called um, view from the uh, view from the um and confusingly there's two twitter pages so mine's view from the nin and then we've got the ftn uh, vftn Ninian, basically um you can find all our stuff there we've got regular content kind of videos podcasts whatever else you can find
0: ben great to talk to you mate thanks for coming on the show cheers mate
1: thanks for having cheers. me so,
0: and there we are. Uh, hopefully you en- enjoyed the interview and it give you a little bit more insight into Cardiff City Football Club and just what to expect from the team this weekend. Um, as Ben uh, <laughs> very selflessly alluded to there, uh, it should be a-, a comfortable home win for the Blues. But being an Evertonian, you never quite know, do you? <laughs> um, so, uh, if you like the Toffee Blues like what we do, Make sure to like, share, subscribe across all social media platforms just to stay up, up updated for more. Come on, you blues!
1: Come on,